Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And today, we're talking about some anticipated reads this coming year. We'll be omitting the series and standalones that Chad and I will be reading this year, because those are kind of obvious, and they'll get enough airtime when we get to them. But I'm looking forward to reading everything on my TBR, and I know that I'm not going to get to all of them, but it's not exactly the worst problem to have. No. And I plan on reading all of these ones I'm about to list this year, but I'm also very much a mood reader and I have a tendency to kind of find something cool and shoot it right to the top of my list. And I, I kind of leave the other ones like glowering at me from my shelves. Like I'll spend $25 on a brand new <laughs> book and then I won't touch it for nine months. And I just, I, I don't think I'm ever going to stop doing that. So this is a 95% confirmed. I'm absolutely reading these this year, unless something super cool comes up. That's high. 95, man. I was going to give it like, eh, it's like a 60, 70% chance I'll get through all. Because <laughs> I'm so the same way. I'll get, someone will hype me about something in our Discord. And I'll be like, a mm, little reshuffle here. Maybe add this one there. And then what if someone like sends me a book? It's like, man, I want to read that. They obviously thought it was good enough to send it to me. Yeah, that happened for me for Between Two Fires. Like I saw it on Reddit. I put it on my wish list. A really nice person sent it to me, and then like two days later, I'd finished it. Wow. And it just bypassed everything else that I'd been planning on reading for a whole year. It's just kind of the way it goes. But these ones that I'm about to list have really been right at the forefront of my mind, and I'm definitely going to get to them soon. Me too. Not only have I been excited to read about most of them before, but I've also had a couple of these already go through the hype phase of people like yourself. And then on our Discord, almost all of these have been heavily hyped to me and i put my wish list on my tiktok wix words and my instagram actually so hit it up folks yeah dude <laughs> what was your first one what do you got first one is live ship trader series robin hobb cool i'm so excited she is like a auto buy for me and when i learned that she had a book series on sailing i was like oh man one of my favorite authors writing about one of my favorite subgenres can it get any better? I've read the first two, which is really out it? of... I know, it's so <laughs> out of character for me. It was So I had read Farseer Trilogy, and then this was kind of like years back when I had this weird tendency to kind of read a, like one or two books in a series and then just put it down and never touch it again. That's an insane tendency. I did it with a lot of different things, and I don't do it anymore. I hardly ever do it anymore. But yeah, I did that with Live Ship Traders, where I read... Ship of Magic and then Mad Ship. And then I never read Ship of Destiny, which is really sad because I'm sure that that la and I liked it. That is really sad. I did like it. I remember really, really liking it. And then it made me nervous at first. I was like, wait, you didn't read the third one? Do you not? No, like it? it was just I mean, I think I was just I would read a couple and then I mean, I wasn't making content or anything. And I had a bunch of books that I hadn't read. I just kind of would read a couple and then I would look at that third one and it was just super long and I just would drift over to something else and then just be fine i guess with it's like i was a different person back I, <laughs> I don't even know that person anymore dude stakes are so much higher now you know because it's like right if you want to do a review about it well you can't just do two of the three so you have uh yeah you know you feel wasted two books you know it's like man i could do a review about all three there's no way i'm not going to read the third one unless i'm just really not into it I know. I feel bad. It's like when you finish this trilogy, you're going to want to talk to me about it. And I've only read the first am. two. <laughs> I won't spoil, though. And I can't read just the third one now. No. It's been 
five years. Oh, that's way too long. <laughs> so dumb. So now I'm gonna have to start it all over. <laughs> oh no, I hate starting great book series all over. But still, it is. Oh, it's the worst. It is hard when you have so many things on the TBR. How is her sailing terminology? Because sailing is like a whole another language, and I've spent a lot of time learning that language. And I'll be sad if I don't get me some like we're tacking, we're driving, port, starboard, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, I'm sure that she did an extensive amount of research, but that's the thing with fantasy too. Is like, where's the line? You know what I mean? Like, would they call something on a sentient ship a jib? Right. Right. It's like, would they need to do that? You know, or would it be called this whole other thing? And they still call roads roads, though. You know, so hopefully we keep. It. I know that's like a whole other conversation we could have. It really a whole podcast. Is. <laughs> I remember I was reading. I was reading something on. I think it was Reddit, and somebody was complaining that this alternate fantasy universe had horses. They were like, why would they be called horses? Like, that's so uninspired. And somebody was like, dude, we could do this all day. Yeah, like, follow that logic line, bro. <laughs> you have to rule out every book with goodbye in it because goodbye apparently is a shortened version of God be with ye. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so God be with ye and like Y-E is how in old English we would say you, right? So it's like, I mean, these um these fantasy books with goodbye, if it's ever in there, that's taken directly from old English being cobbled together. So you can't use that. And it <laughs> it's just oh, funny how interesting. Yeah. I think it was I think it was a thread where people were complaining about horses. I feel like there's a thread on that like once a year on the Reddit really? fantasy. Like, it just seems like so illogical because it's right. And then if off we follow that to its logical conclusion, we literally have to rename everything. Like we can't have like trees be called trees. And it's like that world is just chaos land i don't it wouldn't don't be english yeah. yeah it wouldn't yeah, be just... english at all but i think <laughs> that like the way that i always look at it is like when there's a word that's used in our language you know that might not mm -hmm. fit like colloquially in that other world i look at it as like a representation it's like i just pretend they're they're always speaking a different language but it's been translated into english for me and that's kind of how i look at it and i think like that'll save you a lot of brain space you don't want to totally. like, go down that I just don't even get that meta with it. Just like, I mean, there's magic and wizards and stuff. Like, I don't need to like convince myself. Like, this is how it could be real. Like, it's not. I'm just going to enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Wow. We got way off topic there. Okay. We did. I looked it up, though. I Google confirmed, at least at the very top of Google, it is confirming that it is shortened. God be with you. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. I just so, want to make yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I just never know. You know? I don't know where that second O came from. Dude, it's kind of like when you say words. Oh, we're, we're getting way off topic, but I don't care. You know when you say words like so many times, like cabinet, and you're like, why? Why is that like collection yeah. of, oh, man, it just loses all meaning. That's like the trippiest thing. Anyway, I digress. What are you looking forward to reading this year, Evan? Uh, I'm going to start off with some uh, young adult stuff. Kind of the way that I usually do things is I've got like the books that we're reading together for the podcast. And then I usually have like a standalone fiction book. And I have a nonfiction book that I kind of chip away at. And then I'm usually reading some kind of middle grade or young adult series or books. And those are kind of back burner, whatever books. I don't really. But they're really nice. They're like, uh, you know, we've used the word a few times. It's kind of coming into the, the book reviews kill uh, vocab of the palate cleanser. And I think I kind of like those as the palate cleanser. Like I used Harry Potter for. I mean, they, they can be, but also sometimes, I mean, like YA and so um, good. YA is young adult also for any um, buddy that's listening and there's also another kind of subgenre called new adult hmm. i mean they can be palate cleansers but some of them are just as intense uh emotionally and they can be really violent oh and we're not so old that we can't like think about what it was like to see the world from a 17 year old's perspective you know i think young adult 
gets a weird it's got like a weird reputation or whatever because i think that some people think that young adult means that it's exclusively for young people to read right and i don't think that's what it means i think it means it's content it's about young adults yeah and it's i wouldn't imagine there's like graphic sex scenes uh <laughs> i always just kind of consider it to be a rating really i was kind of like this is a pg movie you know i guess that depends on what your definition of graphic is yeah i guess so. <laughs> I, I always kind of thought like a rating system you know it'd be like pg-13 right yeah um so like so what i'm going to start with this year at least i'm going to try to is uh, throne of glass by sarah j moss I think there's like eight books in that series. Last year, I read all of the Akatar books. And for our listeners who don't know what that initialism means, it stands for A Court of Thorns and Roses. And I'd put that into like the romance fantasy subgenre. And it had a really nice mix of both. Um, I thought the characters in Akatar were really magnificent. I definitely wasn't a huge fan of the plot. It's really excellent descriptive language and a really great cast. And they all have like a very nuanced temperament. It's just a really great ensemble cast. But a lot of people have told me that Throne of Glass is much more plot driven and there's a lot more action. I think it's about like an assassin who was like imprisoned. And I'm also excited to see what Sarah J. Maas was able to pull off when she published it because I think she was like 16 or 17. Wow. Which is really young to be publishing books. Um, obviously, if you're 16 or 17 listening, publish those books if you can. Hell yeah. Yeah, get it. It's not too young to publish them, but just really out of the ordinary. It really is. So I have one copy of Throne of Glass that my friend Amber bought me, actually. But I don't know if I'm going to be buying all the hard copies because there's eight of them. Yeah, it's a lot. And I've got them all on my Kindle. I got them all for like five bucks. So I'll probably read them all on my Kindle. But I'm kind of looking forward to those because I did like A Court of Thrones and Roses for like Sarah J. Maas's imagery is awesome really really good and i was super engaged but just the plot was kind of just like all over the place and there were a few characters that i actually wasn't a huge fan of and they were just kind of a lot you know mm. and definitely not my normal subgenre. i'm excited for you to read them too because i have never read a romantic focused fantasy now i've read some fantasy now or not i've read some romance novels but they weren't fantasy novels if anyone has like a must read Make sure you uh, recommend it to me. Email me something. Oh boy, yeah, there's some really cool stuff out there. I mean, I like I like, I like, like to read that. in my books for sure. I don't think romance is one of the things. I don't think it needs it personally, mm. but I think when it's done well, it's really great. It adds quite a bit of depth to the book and kind of like a whole different level of care and concern and reasons why characters would do things that they would never do in any other situation. That's a really good way of putting it. But yeah, I uh, most of the books that I, I've never gone out of my way to find a book that was like, I want one that's focused on romance, but I'd be interested to read a really good one. I mean, one that I just finished reading a little bit ago was The Song of Achilles. I don't know if I would really call it like romance is part of it. Dude, your review was romantic. You, oh, you described those books <laughs> out there. You said something about like like the ships waiting in the sea. It was just very poetic. Well, thank you. Yeah. I don't know if uh, I don't know if Throne of Glass is heavy on the romance or not. I haven't really heard anything really about the romance in that, but hmm. we'll see because I'm definitely going to be reading those in the next few months. And it'll, it'll probably take me a little while to, to get through those because we'll be reading stuff and I'll be reading stuff on the side as well. But who knows? I mean... I've been surprised before. I might ditch everything else I'm reading and burn through all of them <laughs> in a couple of weeks because I've seen other people do it for sure. Uh, hit me with another one of yours. Um, let's see. Second on my list, oh, is one that I'm like two pages into uh, The Eyes of the Dragon by Stephen King. I'm really excited to read through that. 
when he does fantasy, I feel like it's going to be different than any of the other fantasy. And he's just Stephen King, so he's just inherently different. But uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and that's like, I think that's pre Stephen King kicking the drugs too. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> Dude, sometimes like you get that band and you listen to them afterwards. You're like, yeah, I'm glad you made some good life decisions, but <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like a debate that's always raging in the Stephen King fandom is, was he better or worse? What's your opinion? I really don't have one. I mean, I've read stuff on either side that is really, really excellent. I don't think it made as much. I think in, in one of his books, his nonfiction books, he says he was really worried that his writing was going to suffer. And then he found that it didn't really. And I hmm. kind of. I think his age and the things that he likes writing about has probably changed more than like his, you know what I mean? Like totally. Um, I think it's a consequence more of his like his own interests changing. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't want to write about dogs murdering people anymore. Like you know, I'm really excited for you to read Eyes of the Dragon because I've read that book twice and oh, wow. it's yeah, it's really really cool. My task that I'm tasking you with is my goal. I know you're going to read one every month this yeah. year. Uh, my goal is to read three. In addition to The Dark Tower and The Eyes of the Dragon, I want to read three more Stephen King books. And I'm just going to hit you. I'll probably let you know when I'm wrapping up The Eyes of the Dragon when I need the next one on like a minute or something to be like, all right, Evan, I'm ready for number two. And I'll have it for you. I already have it in my head. Nice. But I won't tell you now. Yeah, I got to stay focused. What is next on your list? Continuing with the YA trend, I'm going to hit the Aberson trilogy, or I think it's also called The Old Kingdom I think it's called the Old Kingdom series, but Ab Horson. Oh, heard of these? Yeah, it's uh, Garth Nix, another Australian author, actually. Ooh. Fun fact. Yeah, so I read I read like fifty pages of Sabriel, which is the first book in this trilogy, when I was like twenty three, and I just couldn't get into it at all. I was coming hot off the heels of King Killer and A Song of Ice and Fire, and I think I was looking for more action and battles and i hadn't really read anything like it before and i was still at an age where my reading comfort zone was super tiny so i kind of just put it down the first book is about a young woman named sabriel who has to go into another realm called the old kingdom and rescue her father and chaos ensues but apparently it's a series a lot of fantasy fans kind of sleep on but Hmm. it's very well loved by those who have read it and kind of grew up with it. Interesting. Yeah, it's just three books and they're all fairly short. From from what I've heard, it's just, it's a lot different than a whole lot of other things. I think it came out in like the early 90s. Um, So it seems to have had a very big effect on the genre, but not a lot of people really talk about it. Kind of like His Dark Materials, by Philip Pullman. I think it kind of gets lumped in with those, even though I don't think that they're really all that similar. All right, Chad, let's hear another one of yours. Oh, I'm really excited about this one. I've had so many people recommend it to me. Both you have hit me hard with it, and the Patreon is The Poppy War. Ooh. Yeah. And I don't know how many of them I'm going to read. I think I'm just not going to be able to stop. If it's anything like anyone's telling me, I'm just going to like, I'm going to get running and just not stop. They're so cool. It's like this epic war between these two nations. I don't want to give too much away, but it's all from one per. I mean, it's like 98% from one person's perspective. Oh, that's refreshing. Like, I like the multi-perspective, but that's a cool... Sometimes it's just nice to have it simple. It's epic fantasy scope from one person's perspective. And oh. the main character is one of my favorite main characters and almost like any... Like, she is awesome. Yeah, I think you'll like it a lot. You know, it kind of starts in the school setting and then kind of evolves from there. It's really bleak. It's really... There are parts of it that they're really difficult to read. Like, it's just so, like gruesome? 
Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's okay, a war. It's like hellish. Yeah. yeah, it's it's war. It's all the things that come along with war. You're very much inside of that main character's head, and she's going through so, so, so much. Kind of like um, Fitz in Farseer. Not the same yeah. events or anything, but just, you know, you're you're with that one character for so long. and just, I love that about those books. Yeah, and that's I kind of got that same that same feeling, or at least um, that same feeling of attachment to one character. You're going to love those. And it's got all of those. I mean, the one thing that I personally didn't like very much about them was all of the military strategizing and oh. stuff. And, and yeah, that's right up your alley. So that's yeah, my kryptonite, man. And I've had like people go out of their way to be like, hey, on the Discord, they'd be like, hey, I heard that you like strategic large scale warfare. You've got to read the Poppy War. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I'm so excited for you to read those. We can do a whole episode talking about them. Oh, we I'm definitely should. Way into that. Very much looking forward to it. So what's next on your list? Next on my list is Swan Song by Robert McCammon. Mm. Have you heard of that? I have, yeah. I love a good post-apocalyptic story. I just read Station Eleven. That was really awesome. Swan Song seems to be kind of a, a response or a love letter or like a spiritual successor to Stephen King's The Stand. Um, but I think that they only they might only get compared because they're both post-apocalyptic and really, really long. What's the long book? Like twelve hundred? Uh, I think Swan Song is like 900 okay, or 1,000 yeah, or something. Book. It's really long. I think, yeah, anything over like 600 pages is like getting up there. Yeah. Um, but it's about the aftermath of a nuclear war, which provokes an evolution in mankind. And what that mm-hmm. evolution is, I'm not sure of. Uh, but it won the Bram Stoker Award, which that's the horror award. It's like the same as winning um, like the Arthur C. Clarke or Nebula or Hugo or whatever. But it won that in 1987. Actually, it tied with Misery by Stephen King. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, just can't get out of that guy's shadow, apparently. <laughs> I didn't know you could tie for an award. It's funny. Like they cut it in half. They're like, no, no, just give it to him. <laughs> like, shit. Maybe it was just one of those years where they were just like these two books, right? And Misery is one of my favorite Stephen King books. So, But I really enjoy reading stuff like this because I find those sorts of scenarios really fascinating. How do we respond? Like whoever's left, you know, how do we respond? I think that's why like games like Fallout are so I'm so drawn to those kinds of games. Um, But obviously, I can't really read too many of those kinds in a row because the existential dread starts to kind of hurt after a while. And, you know, obviously they don't have to be like the bleakest, dreariest books ever. But I mean, it kind of comes with the territory of like post-apocalyptic. I mean, I can't imagine that it's like a particularly fun romp of a read. No. Like but, you read those, play like Fallout, and then also watch like any amount of news, and you're just like, okay, wow, let's like uh, <laughs> let's go get some froyo. <laughs> that's how I was when I was reading um, the Remembrance of Earth's Past trilogy mm-hmm. by Zizin Liu, which is like a first contact story about just like how insignificant we all are, and just <laughs> I had to like throw a couple kind of like funny books in there, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I know that Swan Song is probably going to be another book like that, but over the last year or so, I've gotten really into horror novels. There's something about, I don't know, I don't, I, maybe it's because I'm getting a little bit older and I feel like I can handle it more. I feel like there's so much more, not more, but I feel like there's there's so much humanity in horror novels. The characters in a really good horror novel are always so excellent because you're seeing them in dire straits like you're it's like when someone is really terrified you really see somebody's true character and absolutely it's yeah like uh i just read uh paul tremblay's cabin at the end of the world oh oh man that i haven't read it but i know it was so good it was just and it was short too and it's just the changes that these characters go through over Mm -hmm. just like a matter of days horror is the best genre to see 
characters really change really radically. Yeah, so severe change. I've been way more scared reading horror books than I have ever watching a horror. Have you read House of Leaves? Yes, but only like a chapter. Oh, I was in Barnes and Noble and I picked it up one time and it's, you know, I kind of I, I need a setting for that, too. Like, not that I'm trying to be scared, but like sitting in the Starbucks is not the place to to really sink your teeth into that book. I need to be in my nope phone sweatpants and my like beanbag chair in a dark room. And like, it's not even like particularly frightening. It's hmm. just, it makes you, it just puts you in a really weird headspace. You know, if that makes, I mean, there are parts oh, of it no. for sure that are like really creepy and weird. Um, Is that the book with the crazy it's written like yeah, nuts. it's Mark yeah, Daniel. Like swirl. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've read yeah. a lot of that actually. Nikolai gave it to me and it was, Oh yeah. He was like obsessed. With yeah. That he was really into it. Dude. It's like, okay. I'm not he gonna got, lie. He read it like three times. He did. It kind of tripped me out. I it wasn't, I that was, I was thinking of a different um, horror book that I read in the Barnes and Noble. I had that book sitting next to me on my nightstand for the longest time. And like, I just got weird vibes from it, dude. I like gave it back to him pretty quick. I like read like half of it and I was like, dude, I'm not into this at all. Like it was just like rubbing me the wrong way. I was like a cat being, Padded, and I was like, ah, nope. It's like our generation's like Necronomicon. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just like, what's going to yeah, happen no, when I open there's this? There's no freaking way that I would have that in my room. Nope, 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 nope. So, what's the next one for you? I have reserved a couple slots for me because I know how I work. And even if I put them on the list, I'm just going to take them off the list when someone hypes me about a book. So, it's pretty much all I put down, but I have one more. But hit me with one of yours. I know that you have some more on your list because you're so much more organized than me. <laughs> Uh, I have the Broken Earth trilogy by N.K. Jemisin. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You you read all those. I have. Yeah. That's one where I should have just read it years ago. Yeah. Right? And so many people. I think that's probably one of the ones that people ask me about the most, hmm. or suggest to me the most when they find out that I haven't read it. I I still don't really know hardly anything about it. I mean, I I read the first couple pages in a bookstore a while back, and I definitely found it intriguing. But I mean, you know me, I just I just get so distracted with stuff sometimes. So I, like I bought it, and then it just sat there, and then I oh, you have two. I have two of them. I need okay. to buy the third one. Uh, what were your thoughts on reading it without spoilers? Obviously, it's so unique. It is definitely one of the most unique. I think I read them at the beginning of this year. One, it's kind of a post-apocalyptic vibe. Not going to give anything away, but it's just like, it's very bleak. It's pretty bleak. Kind of got the same feel for the world that I did with Mistborn. They're totally different books, but like the Mistborn, it's like everything's covered in ash and just like the world is not colorful. It was really good. Like she is an incredible writer, like a really, really, and like very visual, but like in an interesting way, some authors will describe everything to you and you're like, okay, cool. That's a great picture. And then some will describe not enough and you're like, eh, could have used a little bit more there. She gives you like just enough that you have. It's totally acceptable, but leaves these little gaps for your imagination that should be left. Ooh, it's a really like weird. Uh, it's it's very good, very good writing. N.K. Jemisin is just one of those authors where I feel like I should I should have just read everything by her by now. There's another trilogy, I think the the Inheritance trilogy. Hmm. That's by her too. Yeah, maybe we could read that one together since we both haven't read it like at some point. But yeah, N.K. Jemisin is definitely happening this year for sure. Good. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna like him. I think you're gonna like him quite a bit. Hell yeah. And then the last one that I have on here, which is obviously I'm going to be reading a bunch of other stuff. But the one that really stuck out to me when I was looking at my shelf is To Sleep in a Sea of Stars by Christopher Paolini. Never heard of that one. Well, you know who Christopher Paolini is. Yeah. Uh, for all of our listeners who don't know, Christopher Paolini wrote The Inheritance Cycle, which the first book is called Aragon, followed by Eldest and then Brissinger and then Inheritance. 
right? Yeah. They're so good, though. So I have a kind of a weird history with Aragon. Yeah, you like the movie. That's right. We talked about this. <laughs> I do like the movie. <laughs> I'll watch it again. I don't even oh, care. I'll watch it with you. We'll have, we'll have, we'll have yeah. we'll, maybe we'll live stream it. Oh and I can just God. sit there and hate on it. And you can be like, it's so good. John Malkovich as Galbatorix is brilliant. His breakthrough role. <laughs> His breakthrough uh, role. But, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so uh, I read Aragon twice and I haven't read the other books. It's really weird. weird. It was huh. back still in my days where I would just read one book out of a series and then not. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I just, odd habit. Because it's yeah. like nice. I, I like not having to make. It's like when you discover a new show and you're like, oh, there's seven seasons out. It's so nice. You don't have to make that decision of what you're going to watch again for five weeks. You know, what's funny is I still do that with TV shows. So maybe that's hmm. where I just watch like two episodes or something and then never watch any more of it, even though I did kind of like it. I don't know what it is. Like I did that with The Wire. I watched like six episodes of The Wire and then I just <laughs> didn't keep watching. I had it so overhyped to me. I was like, this is going to be the oh, pinnacle really? of television. And then I sat down and I was like, huh, I like The uh, Sopranos more. And then I bailed. I watched like four episodes and I was like, yeah, okay. See, I did that with The Sopranos too. Oh, I love The Sopranos. I watched, I watched the whole first season of The Sopranos and then uh, I just never... I just didn't. Did keep... you watch like the first season of Lost too? Like, ah, I got to figure it out. <laughs> no, I think I watched the first episode of Lost and I was like, I think this is going to be about the pace for the entire show. And then I yeah. found out that the last season was kind of crappy. So I it just was didn't. hella crappy. Uh, well, but anyway, Dude. my friend Rachel bought Rachel, one of our uh, mods on Discord, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, bought me to sleep to sleep in the Sea of Stars. Apparently, Christopher Paolini just kind of like was honing his skills and wrote this amazing science fiction book. Everybody in the book community is just raving about it. Everyone really seems to love it. And I've got the description here, and I actually wanted to read it out loud because it sounds so interesting. Maybe. It says, During a routine survey mission on an uncolonized planet, Kira finds an alien relic. At first, she's delighted, but elation turns to terror when the ancient dust around her begins to move. As war erupts among the stars, Kira is launched into a galaxy-spanning odyssey of discovery and transformation. First contact isn't at all what she imagined, and events push her to the very limits of what it means to be human. So, one thing that we didn't go over in our tropes episode is I am a sucker for a first contact story. I love first contact stories. It's always interesting, every single time. Like, it's one of the biggest questions of our entire human race. It's like, are there aliens? And then you can write this speculative novel about like our reaction to finding oh, it killing and him apparently I, <laughs> depending on the book sometimes we're friends yeah, it didn't happen in arrival kind of i'm really excited to get to this one because i don't think i really thought paulini's writing was anything special when i read aragon but i don't think that that was really the point of aragon i think aragon is supposed to be this fun fantasy young adult romp and that's awesome and it, is. And it seems to have the yeah dragons. it seems to have done really well but yeah um that's that's kind of the one that I'll probably be getting to that, I think, like next month or the month after that or something. And um, that'll be like my next big science fiction book. Okay. I just finished Children of Time. And I try to read like one big doorstopper sci-fi book like once every couple months. You just reminded me, that reminded me of this book that my sister gave me that I read this, I don't know, six months ago or something called Cast Under an Alien Sun by Olin Thorinson. I've never heard of that title or the author. It's a really small one, and I burned through. I think it was sick, and she like bought it for me, and I killed it in like two days. This guy who's like a physicist, like a really smart, he gets aboard a plane, and then something happens while they're in the plane, and it gets ripped to pieces, 
and he's like the only person who survives goes through this portal and he wakes up in like 12th century who knows where and it's all like a naked you know and he doesn't speak the language they're super way like not stone age but you know it's like 14th 15th century something like that it's a very interesting story yeah apparently i'm reading the back it's earth circa 1700 but it's a totally different planet and he knows all this like science right because he's a scientist and so he adds his own value to their community and some people are thinking he's like the witch doctor you know because he's like mixing he's like chemists and stuff it's very it's really really interesting it's like if the founding fathers came here yeah like freak out if they heard a toilet flushing Like, <laughs> you imagine showing like an ancient Egyptian, like a machine gun. You'd be pretty godlike. All right. So you said that you were going to are you going to you're going to reread something this year? Yes, I am. I'm really looking forward to it. with all these books to read. Dude, this one's going to be easy. Oh, I'm going to make you guess because you're really good at this. I was really excited about it when we talked about it. It's in one of our I think our second highest watched episode. I mentioned it. Um, Someone in our discord was talking about it the other day that I don't think you were in that conversation. Um, you want me to guess? You want to guess? Uh, I'm surprised you don't didn't get it already, honestly. Because like the last time we did this, I had no information. You were just like, bam. The last years of Merlin. Yeah, I'm really excited. I just want to read it for some nostalgia. Right. Yeah. It's a good writer. I just read the first one uh, like a year ago or something. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you saying that. So I'm re- I'm really excited to read that one. Those books are amazing. That you'll you'll get through that one really quickly for sure. I don't think I'm going to reread anything this year. Wow. Like I said before, I mean, like I've got a bunch of books on my Audible catalog because I've had an Audible account for like seven years or something. I don't know. Maybe I'll listen to Blood Song again or something or I don't know. We'll see. I'm just going to do a, a quick kind of like sizzle reel real quick. Oh, okay. Hit me. Uh, just like some stuff that I'm planning like that I, that I really want to get to, but I don't know like for sure if I'm going to. And obviously, like I'm not going to talk about anything that you and i are planning on reading good you know because i want to keep that like a little bit of a surprise but like you know whatever um i want to try reading the cold fire trilogy by c.s friedman apparently that's like a really it's from like the 80s i think and it's it's like uh, an epic fantasy trilogy but i think there's some sci-fi elements in there too kind of like how uh, like the dragon riders of pern by Anne mccaffrey was like a little bit sci-fi fantasy stuff so i want to try reading those those are big big books though um, but I've heard that they're really excellent and slept on. And I'm going to try to get to the Thrawn trilogy by Timothy Zahn. Those are the Star Wars books. I think they take place right after Return of the Jedi. Okay. Um, but I've heard that those are really amazing. Is that where Luke meets his love? I forget her name. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, I don't really know anything about Star Wars canon. I read like, a couple of them, and I think they might have been those ones, actually. They were really good. Have you ever read a StarCraft book? No. Well, I had a buddy who was really into them. Uh, it's kind of like you know, Warhammer. There's like a million of them. Yeah, right. There's a bunch of Warhammer yeah. books. He said that a lot of them weren't good, but he was like, just read this one. It's about this girl, this woman. Uh, she's a Terran and her ship gets crashed onto a Zerg planet. And it's like pretty horror. Like she just gets crashed onto a Zerg planet. And she just tries to escape. And it's just like horrific. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, I'm sure some of those Warhammer books are really great. I just don't even. I have no idea where to start with that stuff. Oh, and like, what if, what if I'm like, I'm like obsessed with them, right. and then, and then I read like 45 Warhammer yeah, it's like, books. Cool, now and, I got the rest of my <laughs> life blotted out. Right. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, I, I'd be happy for myself to be that into it, but I am now a uh, a bit of a content creator, so I feel like my content yeah. would suffer a little bit. I'd be like, Evan, join me again. <laughs> like, please, 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 please. <laughs> that world is vast. Um, and then there was one other. Oh, yeah. And then I wanted to try reading the Dragonlance trilogy. Oh, nice. By Margaret. Yeah. What do you think about those? I know that you've read those. 
I didn't consider them to be the pinnacle of <laughs> like fantasy. The <laughs> but isn't it like I, I feel like it's probably right there with like Shinara, right? Where yeah, Shinara's not amazing. No. But they're really, really fun. I don't know. I didn't like them as much. Not nearly as much. I didn't think the writing was as good. I thought the world was trying to be too complicated than it needed to be. And maybe that was a result of two authors. Right. Yeah. And that's not really something that's done no. super often. But uh, I mean, I at least want to give Dragons of Autumn Twilight a go. And there is a series that I'm reading right now, actually, that I haven't even told you that I'm reading. I haven't told anybody what? that I'm reading. Evan, you tell me everything. I'm hurt. <laughs> I'm like halfway through the first book in the series wow. right now. And I will give everybody a hint. Uh, I think there's like eight books in the series, but I'm reading that right now. And That's the only the hint. I've, so I many tried, books. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm reading a series right now. Yep. Okay. I might tell you after the podcast. Okay. I think that's going to do it for us tonight. We could just sit here and talk about books that we're planning on reading for like four hours, probably. I think that's a good start. I think so, you know? too. We don't want to overcommit. No, no. I'm going to bring you this cast of the Alien Sun book next time I see you, because I think you'd really enjoy it. Yeah, I want to check that out for sure. Everybody, thank you so much for listening and being a part of this conversation. You can certainly hit us up in our Discord in the link that is in the description for this episode. If you want to add to this conversation, give us some more suggestions on things that you think we might like. And as always, the link to our Patreon is below. Also, I was officially approved. We were officially approved to be uh, M- uh, Audible affiliates. And doing the link that I'm going to leave below, you can go and sign up and get two free credits and like uh those just last forever you can give them back pro tip so you don't ever have to give them money <laughs> my sister has the two audible credits she's just been using it for like two years and we also have some patreon some new patreon subscribers that we'd love to give a shout out to yes thank you evan okay we'd like to give a big thank you to gianni demaya ariel elaine gabrielle and dayton berezoski pretty sure i said that right thank you so much everybody for contributing to the patreon it really does help us out a huge huge amount it means the world to us thank you and we will definitely see you next time on book reviews kill bye everybody that's good i mean we did it we're gonna have to edit some for sure <laughs> I fucking hate. we say that every time bro we say it every yeah time.